Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Nation, and welcome to a new Cool Boy Adventure. I don't know if that works. A new, uh, because for the new Batman Adventures or something? Welcome to a new Batman and Beyond Adventure. What, what? I'm Batman Venture Ballard. And I am Nightwing Steve. Oh, uh, I said um for you because you you wouldn't say it. You like the Nightwing? I did. It was very cool. So cool, in fact. Thank you. Well, Steve, we're back, and we're back in the studio. Yeah. Back in the studio again. Wearing our masks. Uh, I will not be wearing a mask because <laughs> I don't believe in that bullshit. I don't think you should disrupt God's perfect breathing system. All right, and wearing a mask kills me. So why would you ask me to wear something that kills me? Uh, why would you sure. promote the killing of me? And since I'm half Jewish, I'm half insulted. What is? I I don't know where you're going with that last bit. I but. just cannot stand the liberal media and the way they push this disgusting mask agenda. And what's what is the mask agenda? To make us all wear masks so we can't recognize the aliens anymore in the groups and the crowds. Because aliens, their mouths are different than their eyes or something? I think, yeah, I think probably a good chunk of aliens are just a little bit different. And just so you know, at the very beginning of this quarantine, I went out a little bit early on, did some driving, and I saw people out and about that I had never seen before. People who didn't look like real people. They looked like freaks. It was like men in black all of a sudden. It was like people who kind of like look like a person, but they like have a weird shape, like watermelon skull, or they have like this weird ridges in their skull and like hair like around like under their ears. Like it was the weirdest shit. I saw like three people and they were like looking at the sun like it was like burning them. It was so fucking weird, dude. What are you describing? I'm describing people I saw literally walking about as soon as the pandemic hit and everyone was told to go inside. I started seeing weirdos like walking around. People? Are you talking that you saw some mole men? Like they may, one of them may have been a mole man. One of them may have been like some kind of like large gray dressed up as a jogger. It was so fucking weird, dude. I am not joking. <laughs> it literally freaked me out, Steve. I uh, like came home and told my wife. I said I saw people that did not look like people, but kind of looked like people. It was the weirdest thing. Like from a distance, you're like, what does this have to like do with masks? Because you cover them with masks and everyone's wearing masks, and now you can't discern necessarily so who's like a weird you freak. You saw some aliens. I don't know, or me? freaks, or underground people, What's or what's wrong or... with with freaks, man? Let your freak well, flag fly, right? If you have a freak flag, let like it fly, so I know who you are, and I know you're a freak. <laughs> what's wrong with with uh, being different, man? Well, if you're forcing me to stay inside and and have to wear masks outside, so your freak alien nation can like walk around our world safely now, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Well. You know, I'm not down with it. It's the law. We, we got to wear masks. That's it's it's a law. Oh, 
because Emperor Newsom tells me to have to wear a mask. So, you know, if you make me not wear a mask or you don't wear a mask, I'm going to report you. Well, here's what I say. As long as you're in my studio, take your fucking mask off, Steve, all right? We need to be in separate studios. Steve, I'll, I'll wear take, my mask. Steve, take your mask off. Get, get, get off of me. Steve. Get, get, get off of me. Steve. Steve. I'm burning this mask. I'm burning this mask. Now you're now you're maskless, and <coughs> uh, <coughs> excuse no, you me. You don't even know if you're asymptomatic. You could have it. You could have the COVID. You're right, Steve. I don't want to spread COVID, but I don't have it. That's why we get tested after every single podcast 14 days later. <laughs> okay. Um, should we talk about this being a new series? Because you mentioned it being a, the new Batman and beyond. The new Batman Adventures. Two That's years right, later, on mm-hmm. a different network, on the WB. The kids yeah, WB. and this is running simultaneously with Superman, the animated series, and um, this is the whole new revamp, right? Everybody's got a new look. Uh-huh. Um, there's a few things, canonically, that the revamp is uh, going to address, and we can do that, actually, in this episode, because it points to a particular character poison ivy uh the last time we saw poison ivy she apparently was making clones and bounced and we never saw her again and there was even a comic book reference that the poison ivy that would be later in uh used in the new batman adventures was actually a clone and that's the poison ivy in holiday nights Ooh, better point that out to me um we talked about that i think in poison ivy's last episode but they do they reference it here that she's a clone no, it's it's literally only referenced in the comic book that um, this episode is actually based on. Mm. Yeah, so this series was called The New Batman Adventures, but it was known internally as Gotham Knights, I think. Yeah, it was known as Batman Gotham Knights. And they tried to actually have it be like kind of a jump in time where uh, Robin graduated to be Nightwing and Batman started working with Batgirl and yeah. uh, there was like a period of time that we haven't seen that uh, so it's kind of that's always fun that where they work with that like time gap and to tell you where you kind of find out what's happened in between yeah it was that like that's like Battlestar Galactica at the end of season three uh-huh. or no all of season three it was all about the war it was all about our our occupation yeah that was amazing that was, that good, was incredible yeah um, well, yeah, so speaking of uh, the new Batman Adventures, um, there are some uh, cast changes. Uh, Batgirl, specifically, is now played by Tara Strong instead of Melissa Gilbert. And um, we have some um, storylines that are going to be a little bit out of order. Once again, it wouldn't be Batman, uh, the animated series, if it wasn't somehow out of order. Um, but uh, for some reason, Holiday Nights being the first episode takes place after Growing Pains and Sins of the Father. I know. Because Clayface weird. is a uh, reference on how he returns in Growing Pains, and we see the origin story to Dick Drake becoming Robin in next week's episode, The Sins of the Father. So we're going to be following production order only, not air date order. So there is a difference. We do not want to get that confused. Um, with every different series we've watched, Batman the Animated Series, uh, the Batman or the Adventures of Batman and Robin, and now the new Adventures of Batman, or the new Batman Adventures. God damn it. It's so fucking confusing. Um, we'll just be following production orders. It's funny, um, at least the first three episodes that I've watched of this new series, they're still using the old um, introduction. Yes. And it's funny because 
in the second or like the fourth season or whatever of the last series, they started doing that like condensed version where it was the Batman and Robin hour or whatever, and then and the Superman series and stuff. I wonder, I'm, I'm wondering when that is going to start popping up uh, on these. But it's interesting to see like the old animation style, then suddenly it pops into the new one. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah, it was kind of a trick. So uh, that's interesting, Steve. So yeah, so we've we've already watched the first three episodes of the season, um, and uh, I I do agree, like that that's weird. But that was even more odd when we were watching these back in syndication after like you know school at around four o'clock or whatever, because it was like I didn't you would get it. led on like, oh, this is gonna be one of those early episodes I really like, and then it was like, oh yeah, I really don't care for those because the WB still ran in syndication. Um, the Batman the animated mm-hmm. series, at least where I was uh, growing it up, it did. Yeah, I I didn't notice. I was just happy when new episodes came out. And I was I actually was excited when I saw the new. I liked Batman's new like, uh, or the more old school uh, design that they do for this version, where it's just the uh, bat, you know, insignia and not the the uh, yellow circle, yellow circle version. Right. So that's even referencing. So Batman in his like quote unquote year one in Batman the animated. In Batman the Animated Series, um, he had uh, no yellow circle as well. It was just the bat like symbol, right? Yeah, and like, then yeah. he eventually got the yellow circle. That you know, it was a way to like um, signify we were in current present day Batman time, right? And like now we've gone backwards where we're now. Yeah, he's like using the old suit again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they did a redesign on Bruce. Bruce now has kind of like blue eyes or like mm-hmm. he's more handsome. They gave him a little bit more angles. I think kind of they had to because they were going to compare him to Superman yeah. and Clark Kent, and yeah, he really Clark Kent is really similar to Bruce Wayne from the first two seasons. I don't actually like the revamp much, to be honest. And in general, I tend to um, not remember as fondly uh, the new Batman Adventures as much as I fondly remember the Batman animated series or. Um, the Adventures of Batman and Robin. Like, I just don't like the new revamp of Joker at all for this series. Mm. I mean, just just visually, I still love what Mark Hamill's doing. Uh huh. All right, well, let's get into this one. Tonight's episode is Holiday Nights, directed by Dan Reba and written by Paul Dini. This episode aired on September thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven, and this week's villains are Poison Ivy. Harley Quinn, Clayface, and Joker. A lot. That's a that's a lot of villains. That's right. They were fun little vignettes, I thought. Vignettes. That's so French of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say vignettes. I don't even know what it means. Um, I watch this every year for uh, Christmas, along with uh, Christmas with the Joker. I, I put this <laughs> on uh, every year, and I kind of like that this one feels a little bit more like um, uh, three Christmas specials. You're so cool. Um, so Wikipedia says... Three holiday-themed vignettes. <gasps> Steve, were you just reading the Wikipedia and trying to act I wish. I, I don't busted. have the Wikipedia. No, you were reading my busted. screen. What are you talking You're about? You are reading my screen. Oh you don't even God. know what the word vignettes means. Oh, man, just oh, because Steve. I sounded smart, now you're trying to make me sound dumb. But no, man. I don't I think, have Wikipedia I think you there. made yourself sound dumb when you realized I didn't read your thing. Screen. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> just for... All right. Story number one. Excuse me. Vignette. Uh. Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn kidnap Bruce Wayne and use his credit cards 
for a shopping spree. <gasps> Sounds dastardly. Vignette de while shopping for a gift for her father, Barbara Gordon spots a group of shoplifters that turn out to be portions of Clayface. 60 portions. Vignette toi. <laughs> Batman and Robin race to stop the Joker from killing the crowd at the Gotham City New Year's celebration. Notes. Based on the comic, the Batman Adventures Holiday Special, this episode takes place after the episode Sin of the Father and Growing Pains, which introduces Tim Drake and brings Clayface back after his apparent death in Mudslide. I love the Clayface part. Oh, yeah. So this is so annoying. You know, I thought actually um, that because of the – I don't know. There was no title cards. I missed the title cards. Yeah, there is. There's a, well, there's a title card. just says Holiday Nights. It's over video. That's it's not over, a it's over title animation. card. It is. It's Holiday Nights. This is December twenty second. No, these aren't title. I mean, this this isn't like where you would the the first season or the oh yes season. yes I agree they I had, agree yes they had title I fucking cards. hate that. Is, There's no more hand painted episode title cards. Yeah, this is yes. just, this is just a text. And moving forward, that's what it's like. Right. So they did this a few times in uh, in the past in seasons one and two. Right. Very few times, and we called it out then because it was like. Remember, as you're seeing this, this is gonna be, we're gonna start losing those hand painted ones, and now we've lost all the hand painted uh, so ones. Sad. I, yeah, that's it is like sad. that was what. Uh, so, oh, one other note is that Eric Adomski didn't come back for this iteration no, he didn't. of the series. So, and that was something that he uh, was a big fan of was those title cards. So that that kind of left with him. And where did he go? Um, uh, what I had read was that he went off to do the Spawn animated series. Yeah, he did, and that shit HBO. is. He he won fucking Emmys for that, uh, for Spawn because Spawn won Emmys. That shit is fucking top notch, highly critically reviewed uh, TV show. It's unfortunate that season three ends with kind of a you thinking that season four is gonna be this awesome war on Earth. Never happened between heaven and hell, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, you know, Todd McFarlane has been trying to make a, a new Spawn movie, like a live action one. Yep. For yeah. like ten years now, I've been hearing him like, and he's and he wants it to follow the officers. And Spawn is just like a figment in the background. Like you, Spawn is not a main character. I've heard lots of different iterations, but, like, but I've heard that one the most from him. Oh, really? Yep. He wants to make it a police drama. I, I want him just to go back and do those animated series. That was such a great animated series. It was. It was. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. But yeah, and I haven't seen. Have you watched the latest? I think is it the Justice League that came out like uh, a couple weeks ago or so, or a month or so ago? The new show? Justice League War or something? The directed movie. Wait, Justice League War? That's old. Is it War? Oh, yeah, not War then. Justice League something else. Justice League. Uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse. It was the one that's supposed to end. Was it the one that ended the? Are you talking about Justice League Fatal Five, the one that's based on the Timverse? No, whatever the, the the one that just came out that ends their animated universe. It's oh, their, that's so off topic from this conversation about this holiday nights. People are tuning in for a Christmas conversation, and we're just talking about nothing but. Let's get on to the real topic. Uh, no, I have not seen Justice League Dark Apocalypse. Which it's ends on topic. The entire DCAU. Because but we're I have, talking I have about seen the this episode. So let's talk about this episode because I haven't seen the movie you're talking about. So uh, this episode right now, the holiday nights we are dealing with is December twenty second. It's Harley Quinn and the revamped Poison Ivy. It's from the story. That was uh, in the comics called The Harley and the Ivy. And mostly I cannot stand the dressing montages in DC. I don't know what it is, but, like, it, I just don't like them. Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, 
Um, is it another DC movie where they have? Why are we talking movie? about this? Well, because it's specifically about how Supergirl dances and does a whole bunch of montaging and getting dressed like this is. It's very reminiscent of this. It almost seems like they were uh, uh, referencing this. But I don't like this. It's just so lame. It's so cheesy and tacky and felt so weird because the music isn't really even good music. And they're like in a montage highly relies on the music. And when the music's just kind of like shitty, like elevator style, like music for holidays. They probably couldn't afford like. What music then they don't really do the montage. Then don't do the montage. So you do you or do you not like the updated bat suit? I don't mind it because it's just it's just calling back to the original quote unquote year one bat suit that they've already established in the earlier series. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't mind it. It's the probably one of the few things I don't mind. I don't also don't mind Batgirl's updated revamped bat suit. Uh huh. Um, I don't like Robin's. Uh, his. Uh, what about his mullet? I like his little mullet in, in the back. I, uh, the, I don't know. It's, it's very nineties. Uh, oh, did you? By the way, did you notice that Poison Ivy when they accidentally Bruce Wayne falls in the elevator? Poison Ivy goes, "Eh, whatever. We were gonna kill him anyways." Uh huh. Yeah. They were. Dude, ruthless. that is like so hardcore. How much fucking like straight up? This is like such a more violent series <laughs> than the last two. Like first episode in, like whatever. We're gonna kill Bruce anyways. Who gives a shit? And then right now we're in December twenty fourth watching Bullock be uh, Santa, and some kids like, "Are you sure you're Santa?" And he goes, "Sure, I am. Want to see my gun?" I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> this is a cop talking to a kid. <laughs> the and they're so this is like another uh, mall. So the last one was they were at like Burger Dwarfs or something, and then this one's yeah. the Mayfield Mall or something. Yeah. Or, or or are these just like giant department stores? I from think, like way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I think so. Something like Even that. Even though it's a little bit more updated seeming. Like, there's a little bit more futuristic stuff. Like, I was reading about the new Batman Adventures kind of before getting in to get a couple, like, you know, tidbits. And one of the things that I heard or read was um, apparently – I didn't really notice this yet – was that there's uh, color monitors. All the TVs are color monitors now, and the black and white monitors of the last two seasons are gone. And, like, so, like, the, not only is time passed, as you mentioned, Steve, but, like, because of that, technology's advanced a little bit. Huh. So, yes, yeah, be interesting to look for that. Look for color monitors in this. This Clayface episode, though, I really do like. It was called Jolly Old St. Nicholas. There, uh, one thing I wanted to note was that what I liked about this episode with the introduction, you know, where they brought back Clayface without any explanation, one of the things was that they used it as kids. And I, because later on, um, what I, there's an episode that I really enjoyed, I think it was the Growing Pains episode. And that's all about this, like, little kid that gets kind of, like, left. Uh, behind by Clayface and develop its own personality and so they were like already kind of coming up with that idea or foreshadowing the idea that uh, you know he could separate his body and that they're like different people you know anyway. it's so weird okay so like okay so uh, uh, Sins of the Father is, is literally next week's episode uh-huh. and that came out on September 20th 1997 and uh, Growing Pains comes out February 28th 1998 so just after Christmas but it, there's no reason to release Holiday Nights on September 13th, 1997. Like, they didn't need to rush this one, and they could have put Growing Pains first and had the story made a lot more sense because you followed, like, like the actual narrative and yeah. the different arcs. It, you know, such a quick story that it didn't, like, to me, I thought it was more of, like, a little foreshadowing of, like, what, mm-hmm. um, you know, what they're going to do with. But Clay it isn't foreshadowing. On. It takes place apparently afterwards. We're just seeing it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, weird. it's foreshadowing it's just, in the terms of yeah, in the ter- terms of narrative structure, right? Uh-huh. Right. Um, I do love that like 
Batgirl just like gets changed out in the open, and in the comic book, she apparently goes into a dressing room and gets changed. And uh, Tim, uh, Bruce, Tim, and Paul Dini like wanted her to get changed behind like a counter or something like that, like more out in the open or in the crowd. And they, and the censors of Fox were like, no, she has to get changed like behind something. So they made her just get changed like behind clothing rack. I don't know how this was a big deal, but this was apparently a huge deal for all of them. They had to figure this out, like where Batgirl actually changed into her suit inside of Mayfield or whatever it was called. They, you know, I think Bruce Tibb has this whole thing with, uh, like, uh, Batgirl and <coughs> Harley Quinn. He draws them, like, uh, as, like, um, all sexy and stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, felt shared his pinups that he had. Yeah, pinups. That's what they're called. He has all, he has these pinups, yeah. you know. So I think like they probably they probably had some sort of thing where they're a little nervous like why are you having her change out of the open, you know. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, Tim? <laughs> this What's going little... on, Bruce, Tim? Yeah, Felk would actually uh Felk our earlier host who uh, abandoned us uh, uh many 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 years ago. Um he uh yeah, he showed us those pinups that he had. He had a bunch of those like hand-drawn pinups and whatnot. Um, I did like the Clayface story because it is, like you said, it is simple. Uh, all these stories are simple, but um, I, I just find that the Poison Ivy Harley Quinn one, I just really don't like that montage. It just kind of irks me. It turns me off for the most of the rest of the story because they're so fast that they waste so much real estate. Like, like with this montage, that's horrible. But the Clayface one, even though there's like all these and ifs and buts about, wait, how the fuck is he alive from Mudslide? It's still fine. Like, it works. Yeah, even though the electricity of... that shocks him and kills him at the end of this episode. Yeah, it doesn't. It's like, does it make sense based on the narrative we have from Batman where it's like electricity does nothing to Clayface? Hey, he's matured. But that's established in Growing Pains, electricity apparently does hurt him again. So it's like, again, this episode would have paid us better a a benefit if we had seen it after Growing Pains. It's it's very odd, the placement of this episode. In September, they were just rushing Christmas for some fucking reason. (laughs) I don't get it. Yeah, it's a weird – it's a weird – they, you know, they, well, they air these things multiple times. So they aired it the first time in September, but I'm sure they aired it again closer. Like after Growing Pains came out, and everyone Christmas. was like, "Why are they airing a Christmas episode in March?" Um, so we're in December 31st. We're in the Joker storyline that was adapted from the story from the same comic book. Uh, again, this was the vignette. What are you doing, New Year's Eve? The new Joker, and it's the new Joker, Revam Joker. That's right, Steve. You know yeah. they and. Uh, are they, I forget exactly, but I think that the Batman Beyond movie tries to like give an explanation as to why the Joker looks different. Interesting. I have not seen any Batman Beyond content, so that will be new to see. Don't spoil that, please. I would like to find that out. Okay. Um, so this Joker full-on killed the scientist who made the sonic bomb and took the sonic bomb. So this is the first time... I think we have a complete reference to Joker killing someone other than in Mask of the Phantasm. Where Mask of the Phantasm, he clearly killed people in the PG-13 uh, cartoon. Yeah, this film. one's more violent, this this iteration. He is. Um, he's more sadistic, and he's less of a, a fucking like clown. He's more of a fucking serial killer in this one. Um, and he has higher goons that are going to be with him for the remainder of the season. Mo, Lar, and Kerr, Mo, Larry, and Curly, based on the Three Stooges, which works because Joker did all those fucking Three Stooges like remarks earlier on in last few seasons. He would uh-huh. all do the and um. What I else like did it. I want I like to say his about idea. This? You it. know, it's kind of classic. He just gives everybody masks so that they can't find them, but it, it doesn't make a lot of sense because they would be like up 
above, you know, blowing it's up. It's easy because Batman just like, or Robin, whoever just looks through binoculars, they're like, who's playing the music? It looks like Joker. Like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, it works for a second. It kind of. Who are the guys wearing earmuffs? Oh, there they are. <laughs> I, um, I think later on with the new Robin, they his cape gets like stuck or they grab him by the cape. And I, I saw, and there's another episode later on, I think in Cold Comfort or something or whatever it's called, um, where Batman gets his cape frozen. And it just always reminds me of that Incredibles uh, scene where they go through all the cape yes. murders, mm-hmm. you know, the cape deaths. It always, yep. always gets a chuckle out of me. I love that moment. Because you always think capes are so cool. And then you're like, yeah, they really would get in the way or be like a, a way for a villain to grab it and like throw you down on the ground and stuff. I love Seinfeld's cape when it's like Larry David's, the, the man with the cape. <laughs> that was so lawyer. silly. I, I had to He's Frank's that. lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, there was that episode where the guy was like going to commit suicide and he's like walking. That's up the same the, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like walking on the edge it's of the It's the building. end of the episode. Yeah. Larry shows up in the cape and actually saves the day. And only superheroes wear capes is the joke, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so it's silly. great. I, this um this vignette right here with Joker, it is fun. It's because it's 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 nice and tight again, but it has one of the more darker endings of all of them too because it goes January first and it shows like Gordon and Batman meeting up to get like cheesesteaks and beers <laughs> and whatnot, and they literally cheers to survival, and they and then That's they wish life. it for another year. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> it's like the most fucked up shit. Yeah, You're like what? This, yeah. This is how you spend your January 1st. Like, hey, we made it through another year without dying. Hopefully next year no one kills us. This was pretty close. I mean, literally, Batman had to, like, grab champagne out of Joker's hands and, you know, spray the electronics. That was, like, last-minute shit. That wasn't a – it's almost always Batman just, like, miraculously figures out, like, I'm just going to throw water in your face and then kick you in the balls. And then, you know, I'll save the day. Well, this Batman's a little, little more, uh, I would say, incapable than other Batman versions of himself within the series. Because, like, the next episode, uh, uh, Sins of the Father, every segment he gets bested by, like, Two-Face. It's, like, a worst thing. And it's always clumsy. You're like, what the fuck? What's going on, Batman? What the fuck's wrong that's with you right now? That's why he's had to join. That's why he's made it Batman and company. Yeah, and I think I think that's absolutely right. That's the writing. It's actually not Batman shouldn't be getting worse at the job. It should just be like a smarter writing to get the characters involved. But what they're doing is they're making Batman less capable so they can bring in like the family, right? The Bat uh, family. Like, oh, we need these people to show up because Batman's, Batman's knocked really over a up. few oil barrels, and this time it hurt him. Uh-huh. You know, like I suppose the other times where he had no problem being hurt. By well, it's it. two years later. He's you know an old man. Now. We don't know how. Many years later, is it? Did I thought it was supposed later? to be two years later. Interesting. I did not know that. Okay. Let me double check. But I thought it was supposed to be like following the. Um... Well, Gordon lost a lot of weight, a lot of muscle <laughs> weight. Like I'm really He's worried old. about Gordon. He's an old man now. I'm. I'm honestly like watching this as an adult, thinking like the end of the season is going to be like Gordon has cancer, <laughs> you know, and it's like it's going to end really bad and dark. <laughs> I don't really remember this season. I, I don't remember if I said that earlier, but yeah, I don't really remember that season as this season as well. I only know this episode really well because this episode I watch literally every year. So this is like the only episode of season three I really yeah, it does no at least from the wiki, the same one that you, you had sent me. It says the new Batman Adventures uh, featured Batman, Robin, Nightwing, and Batgirl. It served as a continuation of the Batman animated series. The main difference being that all events taking place in the new series happened two years after the old one. And the revamped wow. artwork. So, 
that'll be something I'm going to want to discuss, I guess, next week. Um, I want to say one more thing about this week's episode, and then we can go on to our ratings for it. So the comic book this episode was based on also had another story that was not adapted. It had a fourth story. Um, obviously, for television, they could only do the three stories for the three segments they had, and then they had no more time. The other story also would have screwed up everything in development for Colt Comfort. So the other story was called White Christmas. It was featuring Mr. Freeze. I'm going to read this all verbatim from uh, this website, uh, dcaufandom.com. And so what they say is, White Christmas featuring Mr. Freeze and written by Glenn Murakami. After the death of his wife, Freeze breaks out of Arkham. When Batman finally captures him at the cemetery, he tells him he only wanted to make a white Christmas because she loved snow. He's referring to Nora. According to Bruce Tim, he originally wanted to adapt the story for the episode, but was forced to drop the idea when he discovered that Nora Freeze was revived at the end of the story of Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, written by Boyd Kirkland and Randy Rogel, as it was required to have Nora dead in order to adapt the original issue. Furthermore, in Tim's opinion, Nora was already dead since the Batman animated series episode Heart of Ice and Deep Freeze. So what that means specifically is um, the story of Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero completely like revives Nora and there's there's no and ifs about it because that takes place before this season even came out uh-huh. um, but the funny thing I think there is that Tim Bruce Tim says uh, like he really wanted to adapt this and the only way to adapt it is if Nora was dead because that's where Freeze goes to the cemetery that's the only grave he would have cared about it's the only person he would have given a shit about uh-huh. but Tim says he thought Nora's been dead since Heart of Ice and Deep Freeze like he just literally thought she was dead that whole time I think that's kind of funny because it's not – I don't think it's super implied that she's dead. I, it always seemed like there was a hope that he could save her still. Yeah. I mean, well, then they decided to bring her back, though, in this series, right? She survives. She Nora? survives in the movie that took place before this series based on the old animated series animation, right? The Sub-Zero movie. Uh-huh. She survives in that. Like, we know by the end of that yeah, movie that it, she lives. It. But it's funny that he – like, Tim is still pushing it. But he thinks that as far back as Heart of Ice, she was even dead. Mm. Her first episode. Like, it's interesting that he thinks that... Um, In his mind, she, she was yeah, always Yeah, Ferris dead. Boyle actually killed her. Like, uh-huh. Ferris Boyle killed her in Heart of Ice. And there was no way of saving her. So all of what Mr. Freeze has always done has always been in vain. It's a sad life for Mr. Freeze. Fucking super sad, because he didn't know that shit. Well, thank God in whatever, like, alternate reality, <clears throat> he saves Nora in the end in Sub-Zero. So I did read that, um, while you were also reading that, that I, apparently, I guess, Fox has a, had more strict censors than the WB. So that's why they're going to get away with a little bit more violence. and just They're going to say everyone's going to die, we're going to have more kills. Like, literally, Joker had, there's a body line around the, the, the corpse where Joker killed the scientist, and like Tim Drake is like yeah. fiddling through the cop papers. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, Gordon's that's... looking at this twelve-year-old, and he's like, "Yeah, it's all right. Go ahead, kid. Look at the fucking murder photos." That's the beginning of like you know them trying to be more serious, I guess, and, and going down the route of played towards uh, adults. Well, it's good that they did it because it would have been a lot harder to shift from Batman the animated series cold and not absolutely like have this this series the new advent the new batman adventures and go straight into justice league because that justice league you know it would just like justice league is dark like as the very first uh um uh mini series episodes mini episode like arc they had of uh what was called secret origins um 
it's very dark. I mean, like these fucking tripods coming to Earth and destroying Earth, and like all these like Justice League members essentially having to like find each other and like bond, and like they're not necessarily like the the cleanest bond right away. I kind of like that. Yeah, like, and it would have been hard to have done that if you were being a lot more censored. I think a lot of what Justice League does relies on the fact of understanding the stakes, and and you have to have stakes. Like Starcross would uh, the Justice League um, uh, mini arc of Starcross would have been so hard to give a shit about if if you didn't think that fucking Hawkman's fucking um, people that those th- that entire race of people was just gonna like wipe out Earth if you didn't think that you, you actually had stakes in death and shit like I that. I feel like we've digressed. How many boys would you give Holiday Nights? Holiday Nights, I would give it three out of five boys. One boy for each story. Ooh. Not because I hate them, just it's just three boys. Uh, I give it four out of five. It was a good, you know, this was their pilot uh, for the series, and so I, th- I think as a pilot, it was kind of like an interesting way to um, introduce the new series with a bunch of shorts. So interesting that they start these series off with like fucking uh, Christmas episodes. Yeah, Christmas the Joker was episode two. And they and it's a, they already know where stuff is going, so they just like started this one. This is their pilot, but it's it again. You know, they have this idea that Clayface is back, and whatnot. You know, they're gonna have that episode. That, they're gonna do that episode. Yeah. So I, yeah, I give it. I think it was an interesting. Well, and I uh, the seeing the uh, updated Batman. Uh, I thought it was well done. So I'd give it four out of five. Cool. Alrighty, well, let's wrap it up. Um, as always, we recommend you check out blog.feedspot.com backslash Batman underscore podcast to check out the top 25 Batman podcasts on the web. We are number 10. Woo! So check us out at blog.feedspot.com backslash Batman underscore podcast. You can also find that link in the description below. Well, great bat stuff, Steve. Cool Boy Nation, tune in next week. Same cool bat time, same cool bat channel. Cool Boy Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Holiday Nights or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyondcoolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys and review us on iTunes. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy new bat nation <laughs> adventures until next time it's Fizies from new batman ballard adventures what new batman ballard adventures <laughs> no that uh-uh and Fizies from nightwing steve so cool batman and beyond oh yeah Batman and beyond. Ah.